and welcome to this super colorful, original, telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. Today I've got fan favorite Ian Dixon, and we have a whole slew, a whole Evernote's notebook worth of topics to discuss. But right away, we're going to talk about uh, something David and I are going to do. Uh, we just got it booked. We just got the confirmation just now. Uh, we're going to go into an isolation tank. And David made sure to let me know that bathing suits and these isolation tanks, completely optional. Yeah. So you and David are going to kind of get nude together. Yeah, we're going to get nude together. Well, they said it's a corporate policy that you we it's one person per tank. I think that's just them trying to make money. Like, are the tanks in separate rooms, or are they like in a... A warehouse kind of deal. That's a great question. Like, is it like, uh, I, I, I think it would make a lot of sense if they were just, in a, it was just a large room with a bunch of tanks because when you're in the tank, you're isolated, right? It's not like right. a tanning salon, right? You know, where, uh, where, where you, where you get a separate room so that you can stand naked or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think the nudity is really that required for, uh, being in an isolation tank, but well, it depends how isolated you want to be. That's the, that's you exactly got that, the thing. That friction against your your body, then maybe you need to shed all those those barriers. I don't know. Yeah, I would probably just be way too focused on my bathing suit the entire time. I'd just be playing with it, like you know, like making willow waves with my hands in total darkness, total isolation. Because you always get those big bubbles. Yeah, little bubbles. You gotta like. Push them out. Yeah, squish them down. So that's probably what we're going to end up doing. Me and David, we're going to go into the isolation tank Sunday, a couple of days after this, and then uh, he wants to pot about it. He wants to, he wants to talk about being in total silence, which for David, I imagine, is an enormous experience because he's never quiet. I wonder. I want. I wish there. I hope there's mics in there, and like we can like I can ask the corporate people later. Hey. Was David talking the whole time, or or did he actually <laughs> <laughs> did he actually uh, experience isolation, or was he just talking to himself the whole time? I think that'll be fun. So the Scott Cast, I, I've officially started another podcast to add to the Scott Cast family. And before I get talking about that, I've also made a name for the Scott Cast family besides Scott Cast family, the Scott Cast Media Empire. How do you like that for a name? That'll do. It'll do. Uh, like I, I feel like it fits very well with the Scott Cast theme. It fits very well with my totalitarian thoughts on things, on how I, I like to rule things with an iron fist. It's an empire. It's not a. It's not a network. But I also tried. Think, I thought about calling it like the being a little subtle with it, calling it the Scott Cast Media Network. It must be raining. And the problem with that is if you shorten it, uh, abbreviate it with an acronym. Uh, it's SMN, which sounds a lot like SNM. Yeah, and I, and I I don't want that to be a consistent topic within Scottcast Media Empire. I don't want everyone to associate us with uh, riding crops and ball gags. Why not? It just doesn't seem like You're talking about bad dicks and bad nipples and. Well, yeah, I'm okay with like <laughs> leather and uh, anatomy when it's also associated with the crepe. With, with the caped crusader but i'm not i don't necessarily want to be directly correlated with not that it's anything wrong with it you know if you mm-hmm. if you're into that kind of interesting stuff like you're into it and and that's also a thought 
I feel like people who are have like the crazier fetishes and those kind of things, I feel like they're more interesting in general as people. Mm-hmm. Like not necessarily just in the sexual way, than than vanilla people. I feel like the people who explore that side more uh, generally uh, are more interesting to talk to, even about normal topics. Well, I would I would say that they have to be more like open to experiences, and so that not only in in the sexual life, but like in in general life, like yeah, that would make them more interesting. Yeah. Like they're they're clearly more along the lines of uh, more along the lines of uh, willing to experiment. Like yeah. I feel like getting pushed that way in a biological sense probably uh, opens them up to like okay, I've now experienced going well beyond normal bounds of society in this way. Sure, it was biologically driven, mm-hmm. but now that they've done that, now that they've experienced going in a crazy direction with themselves and like totally letting themselves go in that sense, I bet they're more willing to experiment in other areas of their life, whether it be the way they think, whether it be uh, like the, the things they go out and do, the people they go out and meet, the opinions they hear out, mm-hmm. I feel like they're more likely to be accepting of these kind of things. So they're just more interesting people. Even if even if you're not into that kind of thing, I feel like I feel like talking with people who are more fetish driven uh, in their bedroom are just it's just more of an interesting experience. Even even when you're not even uh, talking that realm with them or even interested in that realm with them. Mm-hmm. So, but with that said, I don't want to be associated with them. <laughs> I don't want I don't want people to think that this is a huge S&M podcast or SMN. I want them to think it's an empire. I want them to I want them to look at me and not think of an outsider. I want them to look at me and think, "Oh, I need to follow this person. I need to do what this person says. I need to accept their opinions as my own." Like, like so what's your what's your reservation because you're these are like awesome open-minded people and they're so interesting but i don't want to be associated with them well it, the reservation isn't that uh they're not awesome or i don't want to be necessarily associated with them it's that the association with them is so strong and like the community around that is so strong i feel like there's a lot of things that i'd have to shake before I can get my pure originality out there. I don't want to be associated with vanilla people. It's not like an if or if that or that. It's it's I I want to be associated with my own category. And I feel like, you know, putting your painting next to the Mona Lisa, say, you're never you're always going to get associated or compared with th- that thing. And mm-hmm. that thing is always going to be influenced the thoughts uh about this creative thing that you're trying to do, which has nothing to do with the Mona Lisa, right? So I want to be associated with my own category. Like, that's like a huge thing about Scott Cast. That's a huge thing about everything I'm trying to do is I'm not trying to ape other people's stuff. I'm not trying to take in... I'm not trying to position myself uh, in some sort of category with other people and trying to win. I'm trying to make my own category so that Mm -hmm. I'm always on top. Which sucks because there's other podcasts named Scott Cast still. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfair. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough route to go. I think every everything's been done. We're all kind of imitating something else. 
in a way. I mean, I understand great art is steel. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand there's always influences and stuff that comes before us that we have to take into account. But, but at the same time, that doesn't mean I have to pigeonhole myself in with these things. And so the Scottcast Media Empire, SME, uh, not SNM. <laughs> Uh, the Scottcast Media Empire. I want it. I want to associate. I want people to think of it and be like, yeah, that that thing. All those shows that they have going on, that they're, they're really doing it right. They're doing it in a pure, in a in 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 a completely um, innovative way. Like the like this um, the thing that that uh, made it a media empire rather than just Scottcast and then that's it. Uh, I'm recently launched. A, a new podcast uh, all about Detroit songwriters called the Detroit Songwriter Dispatch. I've been working on this thing for over a year now, and I know because my domain name for that I originally registered for it is set to expire, and I got that notice today, and I recorded the first episode of it uh, just a couple of days ago. So that's how quick my trigger finger is on buying domain names. <laughs> <laughs> It took me a year to actually do anything with it, but I finally am. Um, I got Audrey Kubat and Dave Tanyas in to uh, do the first episode with me, and Dave's going to be with me for um, every week starting October 1st. We're going to be releasing podcasts, and all we're going to do is be talking about um, the songwriters that are around Detroit. We're going to be celebrating them, promoting them, promoting the work they're doing, the albums they're putting out. All that kind of stuff. And it's going to be really fun. It's really unique and innovative and fun. Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. So it's part of the Scottcast Media Empire. It's part of this grand reach that I'm I'm embarking on. Mm -hmm. Where I'm taking over people's... I'm, I'm, I'm resting it away from mediums such as Facebook. You know, that are that seek to just drain you, that seek to just take your attention and just turn you into some uh, clickbait-eating zombie. And I'm bringing it in, and I'm bringing your attention in to this world where ideas flourish, where, where thoughts come in as a seed but blossom to a tree. I was going to say, it seems like you're, you're appealing to the soul. You're going for the, the music. Uh, perhaps you have some... Some food casts or video stuffs in the works. That's right. That's right. We've got some very special, very special um, productions that we're planning that that go beyond just an audio podcast where I'm shooting the shit with people. And we're going to teach you and we're going to show you how creative you can be and how fun you can be. And that is one of the things we're planning. I got an Ian Led fan favorite Ian Dixon. I know this is the thing that Scott Castigators have been waiting for, Ian. Yeah. The only reason I bet most Scott Castigators tune in to Scott Cast on a regular basis is they're waiting for me to announce an Ian Led show. And by God, we're working on one. We don't have any content out for it yet, and we don't have anything made for it yet, but we've got a plan of it. Mm-hmm. We've got the episode list, and I figured we're going to do a Netflix-style launch where... It's going to uh, be bingeable. Bingeable. So it's going to be episodic, but bingeable. It's all going to be released at once. And I'm hoping we can get this done by Christmas time around then. Uh, probably will be later. 
It's it's definitely a winter project. Yeah, it'll we'll probably release early night early 2019. Um I don't know how original it is though. I'm basically like definitely copying other things. Well, it's not copying. <laughs> I don't think it's copying. I think it's uh I think it's I think taking you, inspira- taking direct inspiration from things and vomiting them back out at you. Yeah, we're we're putting the Scott Cast take in on it essentially. The Ian Dixon take. Um, oh, should we should we say what it is, or should we should we reveal the name later? Because I'm sold on the name. The name is what it is. Yeah, I mean we could tease it. Okay, uh, Ian's Cult Kitchen. Ian's Cult Kitchen. Ick, for Ick. short. Ick. And uh, the premise behind it is we're going to have uh, a, a handful of episodes, and each episode is going to detail. The preparation, uh, cooking, and uh, presentation of culinary classics from from uh, movies that you know and love, or some movies that you might not know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking about like uh, just simple things. We're not talking about like uh, boring, like oh, this is this is what Sandra Bullock drank uh, in the bar scene that one time. No, this is this is some intense stuff. Our finale we have planned that we're really putting some thought into uh, is a something that will make you literally go ick, and then you're like, oh, that's clever. I know why they called it that now. Mm-hmm. And B, it's something that the cult movie community itself often. I, I mean, I've been looking it up on the internet. They go on about this. They have been going on about this for years, and we're going to show them. Uh, our take on on how it how it happens and how it's made. I don't know if we're clear about what it is right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know how clear we want to be. I don't know. Right? We want to kind of. It's got to be a tease. Air. It's going to be a a David Lynch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Lynchian, very Lynchian. It is not pie and coffee. It's not pie and coffee. Although now that you say that. Like, let's fit in a pie and coffee episode, because it just sounds delicious. Little Twin Peaks. Is that what that is? Yep. I've never seen Twin Peaks. Damn fine coffee. I've been to the restaurant Twin Peaks for business. Like the Hooters knockoff? Yeah, it's the Hooters (laughs) knockoff. It's the weirdest, most uncomfortable experience in the world. Yeah. Because, like, you go there, and, like, the waitresses all know that, like, that, like, that's what the clientele's there for. The fact that they're wearing, like, a handkerchief for a bra. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, the manager comes around, asks you, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? Do you like our staff? <laughs> you know, a little elbow to the ribs. Mm. And the food is just, like, your standard, you know, chicken fingers and fries fare. Yeah. And you leave, and... I don't know. It just feels like it just it just feels ex- like a, like a weird. You did something wrong. You did something wrong. It's not quite the level of going to a strip club, but it's definitely uh, it's 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 definitely like um, oh, someone took advantage of the fact I'm male. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there like there's no reason to go there. Yeah. Besides, I was to ogle. I was really excited when they started building one, like on Fourteen Mile there. Okay, because I didn't know what it was. You just thought it was like a rest, like a movie. I thought it was. Theme? I thought it was based on like the series by David Lynch because it had kind of a Pacific Northwest vibe. It had like the mm-hmm. log construction, 
And then I, I looked it up online and I was like, oh, this is like just a The Twin shitty... Peaks are a reference to boobs. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> it's two boobs. <laughs> boobs, yep. There's the peak. So it's really just a, a horrible misogynistic mistake. Yeah, like that, the Tilted Kilt is another one. They're popping up everywhere. They just they, they just subtly adjust the theme. It's like like Hooters, I understand in a way. Like it's a classic. People know it. And apparently their chicken wings are actually really good. I've heard. That's I've what heard, I hear. I've never been. Yeah, like uh my sister when she got married, uh they actually between the church and the reception, uh, the wedding party all went to Hooters. And got some wings and she was there with her wedding dress and like they've got a picture all about that because they just love the hooters wings so so at least they have a draw besides besides the tight fitting shirts yeah. you know but these twin peaks knockoffs these tilted kilt things like i see them pop up and then i see them shut down so like it can't even be a good business model mm-hmm. it, it can't be they can't be making enough to operate oh. We're in the Me Too times. You gotta get rid of that shit. Yeah. That doesn't stand anymore. I mean... For good reason. Yeah. I mean, like... Uh, like, I understand, like, like, uh, like, a, like, a woman, like, knowing that they can take advantage of their looks and go and, and apply for a waitress job at something like this, and, like, they make money. And it seems like the people who do work there, that's kind of, like, their mentality with it. It's like... Like, they, they feel smarter than the clientele, which they often are. Yep. <laughs> you know, but I feel like the clientele, it, it's like there's be, there's becoming such a wide gulf of men. Who, well, when that's the draw, it's like... Yeah. They feel like they have permission to be huge dicks about it. Yeah, I imagine that would be the case. Because every time, I, like, I've been to one of these things, mm-hmm. uh, that's always, like, I just feel completely uncomfortable about it. It's like, I don't know where to look. It's like I'm having chicken fingers and Sodom and Gomorrah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, that, that's a tell, tell him Steve Dave reference before anyone yells at me. Um, but it, it's just a very uncomfortable experience. I don't know the fun. But then again, I've, I don't also don't like, I don't like the idea of strip clubs. I've never been to that. Like I hear people who go to strip clubs and like they and they tell me how much money they spent there. And I'm like, really? You spent that much money at a place that you could have, literally just youtubed well not youtubed but like pornhubbed <laughs> you could have literally just went to a website and seen all this and way more on in, in the comfort of your own home but you went to a strip club and you spent hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to experience this in a weird live way it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make economic sense and i feel like it's not necessarily the Me Too generation, as in like the women, because I feel like the women who do these things, they they know what they're getting into. They're they're smart in that sense, and they're just uh, capitalizing on their looks, mm-hmm. which is makes sense. Go ahead, but uh, the the men, it's becoming a smaller smaller slice of men that that are thinking, oh, this is a viable form of entertainment for me. I sure hope so. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> it's like there's so much better things you can do with your life. And in your night, so many better places you can go to socialize. So many better places you can go to meet women. You know, yeah, they're all around nowadays. They let women into bars at night these days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like there's no reason to go to a strip club to meet a woman because 
you can meet a woman for free in a normal bar. So if that's your if that's your goal, then you should just go to a normal bar, find find a like minded person there, strike up a conversation, and the best thing about that is you don't have to tip them, you know. And in fact, that would be rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like going into like a like a Japanese restaurant and over over across the Pacific and giving the server there a tip. Mm-hmm. It's their culture; they don't tip. And it's considered extremely rude. It's like, oh, you don't think I make enough money for myself? That you're going to give me money? That's rude. And, and and tipping a lady you just meet, that's that's practically solicitation for prostitution. Totally an ego blow. Yeah. Like if someone came up to me and they said, uh, Scott, I like the way you are. Here, here's 20 bucks. Want to go outside? I'd be like, what's this 20 bucks for? I'll take it, but what's it for? I don't understand. Anyway. We got way off tap with my outline. I kind of, this may be way out in left field, but okay. I, I have a, a question in my mind. Tell it. Ask it. I wonder what it would be like if when you were in the isolation chamber on Sunday, mm-hmm. if you just jerked one out. I don't know what their rules are about how, what you can do and can't do in there. Right. But I wonder what that'd be like. Horribly depressing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Because, like, in general, when that happens... Because usually you need some kind of stimulation, and if you were in absence of stimulation, like what would happen? Well, well, let's uh, let's pull back the the curtain all the way here on my life. This is Scott (laughs) Cass, and uh, and for me, uh, my my kind of thing is is I've I've kind of I've read articles and stuff like that about like porn addiction Mm -hmm. and uh, looking at. That kind of thing, and like a lot of the, a lot of a lot of the bent is that uh, if if you look at that kind of stimulation all the time, like you kind of ruin yourself for actual things. And so, for the longest time, I don't even know how long I've been sans porn, and not that I'm not, you know, going solo, but I just use my imagination. Mm-hmm. So, me in an isolation chamber. Uh, that that's actually an ideal circumstance for the imaginary aspect. You got plenty of uh, images in the spank bank. Oh sure. Oh yeah, plenty. I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's a full. It's a full bank. It's great categories. It's 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 like going to. It, it's like going to a well-stocked grocery store. You know, go down up and down any aisle. You'll 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 see exactly what you want. Mm. All sorts of things. I won't even go into the categories. <laughs> um but uh the problem with that and it's a you have 60 minutes in this thing Mm -hmm. and that's where you are so the when whenever i go solo yeah immediately afterwards uh shame regret uh i feel like i've i'm i've wasted time i feel like i've uh i feel like i've not done something wrong as in, in like a Catholic guilt way, but just done something wrong. Like really, this is how you're spending your life. This is what you're doing. Like how old are you, kind of thing. Uh, it feels immature. Mm. And uh, and and from there, uh, like I, I I seek alternative things to do. I think I seek higher mental stimulation. I'm like, oh geez, I just jerked one out. I'm gonna go read some Kierkegaard. <laughs> You know, I, I'm like, I need to challenge myself mentally. I need to, oh, I, I'm going to go do some work. I'm going to go make something good. And if I'm in an isolation chamber and I jerk one off, I'll just be floating in a sea of my own ejaculate. That's true. 
you're kind of in a confined space with yeah so so i would have no way to escape it and then like it would just be me and my shame in the darkness floating (laughs) (laughs) congealing around me So I will, I for one, I can't speak for David, but I for one will not jerk it in the isolation chamber. Okay. I feel like, I feel like that's the Scott Cast tape right there. Don't jerk it in the isolation chamber. Maybe if I had one at home, <laughs> like that's where I would go. Yeah. But those things run for like 30 grand for like a base model isolation chamber. Damn. Which, which is crazy. Like, I like, I wonder what the experience is like, because, uh, I can't imagine. It's just a pod. You fill with water, and you close the lid, and you're in, uh, ensconced in darkness and silence, essentially. Right. So I wonder why it's $30,000 for that. I feel like you could just get a bathtub and a tarp and kind of do the same thing. I don't have a good answer for that. I don't know. Well, well, well That's, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of... I'm excited to hear about what your experience is like. Cause Tune into I, the next Scottcast. I... I feel like I would not do well in that that yeah, setting. Yeah, because you'd you'd go into your mind and you'd yeah. start jerking off. I might <laughs> just to just to get that distraction, <laughs> distraction from the abyss of your um, introverted intellect. But uh, I mean, that's Sunday. If you're available Sunday and you wanna wanna hear it live, you wanna discuss it live. You got questions for me and David? Is it too late to sign up? I hadn't I hadn't even discussed it with Bronwyn. I mean, I, I had intended to, but I forgot. I don't know if it's too late to sign up. I don't. I, I know uh, David said he had uh, no problem signing up, signing us both up at the same time, mm-hmm. like they had tanks. And I can't imagine uh, an isolation tank store like, builds up <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I can't imagine that's a huge demand market. So we can give it a shot. It's like uh, he found a group on it was like thirty six bucks. Yeah. So if you want to join. Like, we can all go into the isolation tank, and uh, we'll pot about it afterwards. I've got three of these babies right here, three of these microphones, these uh, good things. So we can have a group pot about it, and we can talk about it, what we jerked off to in the isolation chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody bring some material or have anything in mind? Let's, let's get into detail. It'll be, it'll be a Scott Cast After Dark episode. I've been wondering what we could do to have a ScottCast uh, bonus episode Mm -hmm. for people who purchase things at the ScottCast store, which we've had plenty of purchases lately. That's exciting. We've had people buying ScottCast hats. People love the ScottCast hats. Uh, I Just uh, earlier today, I got a review from the ScottCap, and it is considered, quote, amazing quality. That's right. I don't spare a single expense. I spare no expense when it comes to pleasing Scott Castigators. Not a single one. I'm like the John Hammond of podcasting. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those Dreads of Park references in somehow. So we got the Scott Cap, considered amazing quality. Uh, David ordered... Uh, oh, he wanted to be anonymous about it. Um, David ordered... Scott Castigator David... Uh, ordered uh, a commute t-shirt, a commute t-shirt, whichever one's right. I think. Well, they're both written on the t-shirt, so correct. Both of them are right. So he ordered a commute t-shirt, and uh, he's very excited about it. I'm excited to hear about the quality. I know Master Charles when he received his bat nipple t-shirt. 
he wanted to he pointed out specifically on his Instagram that the shirt was one of the comfiest shirts he owns. You know, he can email into the Scott Scottcast email bag to corroborate that even further, I think. And it comes in a box mm-hmm. and the box has an enormous Scottcast logo on it. And each product comes with a personal note. And I'm thinking we can make a bonus podcast uh, that people can get to uh, through the personal note. We'll include a link in the personal note that only Scott Castigators who order something through the Scott Cast store at scottcast.us will receive. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's a good idea. Would that require a separate domain name or a... No, just a scottcast.us forward slash some mm-hmm. code. Gotcha. You know, and if and if you want to be an enterprising Scott Castigator and uh, decipher the code through like I don't know a brute force kind of entry scheme, go ahead. You know, I, I'd like to see you try, but don't crash the site. If you crash the site, I'll come get you. <laughs> because that's for all Scott Castigators, and some Scott Castigators like to listen on the website because we have all the episodes on the website. Yeah, they like to listen there. So that's the Scott Cast store. It's doing good. Let's see here. What else have we? We don't need to talk about that. So Scott Cast City, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. So I need people to go to the Scott Cast store. I need people to buy products. We're about to come out with a Hamtramck Avengers T-shirt, and uh, I know Ian particularly is very excited. Like I think you're. Aren't you? You're waiting to pull the trigger on the Scott Cast. I'm ready to buy that. Just put it on the fucking site. Yeah. It, it's going to be a fantastic thing. You're going to wear it every Friday. Yeah. Uh, and I'll make sure it's excellent quality because everything Scott Cast produces strives to be the best quality. Uh, soft, perfect fitting. If you're dissatisfied, just simply return it. Get yourself another one. It's kind of, All that kind of thing. It'll be fantastic. And I was also thinking, it's getting fall. Uh... I want to do something for the holidays, but we also need to do something to make sure Scott Cast can continue through the year. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking we should record a Scott Cast Christmas special. We've tried that once before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but this time we'll actually get it done. We'll do it right. We'll limit everyone's alcohol intake. We'll only have uh, classic Scott Cast uh, guests on. We'll have a special musical guest on. I've arranged some things. Okay. And... Uh, it'll be sliding scale donation. Mm-hmm. Put as much money as you want to into it. You want to pay a dollar for this very special episode of Scott Cast? You can pay a dollar. You want to, you want to give us a thousand dollars? You know, ensure our operation for years to come. You can give us a thousand dollars. It'd be fantastic. Anything you want, it'll it'll go towards uh, keeping Scott Cast afloat, and you'll and you'll have that Christmas cheer. And I'm hoping we can get this thing released on Black Friday. When everyone else is doing shopping. Because Tell Him Steve Dave does it on Black Friday. And they yep. do well with it. I, I steal a lot of ideas from Tell Him Steve Dave. That would be the, yeah. That would be the, the smart way to do it. Yeah. Get it out ahead of time. Get it out Black Friday. Let people have all December to listen to it and enjoy it. Maybe put out a special deal on it. for Well, since it's sliding scale, the deal is whatever you want it to be. But, you know, if, you're gonna, if you can go out and buy TV on Black Friday, you can go out and buy... A podcast on Black Friday. You're going to want a goddamn Hamtramck Avengers t-shirt. That's also true. You're going to want a Hamtramck Avengers t-shirt. And maybe a, Ham, a roll of Hamtramck Avenger stickers to place throughout your hometown. That's right. You know? I'm, I'm thinking about a way to include that in 
the purchase, but uh, it might just be that we order Hamtramck Avenger stickers, and uh, whenever somebody places an order for a Scott Cast merch, it doesn't come in the same day because we have someone else doing helping with fulfillment. Mm-hmm. But uh, as soon as you place an order, uh, I will hand personally send you uh, a, a smattering of Scott Cast stickers and stuff. For, for you to populate your town with. Yes. In your car and stuff. Especially dumpsters. Mostly dumpsters. <laughs> I want to see every dumpster in America with a Hamtramck Avenger sticker on it so that everyone feels safe. You know, that's the kind of world I want to live in. That's what Scott Cast City is all about. Everyone feeling safe under my iron rule. <laughs> <laughs> Were we going to come up with rules about, about uh, how the city's going to be run? We can, we can, yeah, we can come up with rules about how the city is going to be run. Number one rule, um, my rule matters. My rule is my rule is the end rule. Hmm. Like I think I think if you include too much democracy in any society, you know, you you open up a lot to the mob, and I feel like the mob uh, makes bad decisions a lot of the time, and and they're often they're often tribal, and and they're often very single-minded but if you give the rule to a benevolent dictator such as myself decisions will just get made like something needs to be done i'll just say my will be done and it'll get done so scott cast city will be a sovereign nation ruled singly by me (laughs) and that's the constitution Mm -hmm. and then ian uh, ian's rule matters too and basically whatever ian says goes Unless I say something different, I think people will be. I think people would be happy with that because people know I'm lazy, yeah, and I'm not going to impose too many rules because I don't. I don't want to bother with it. But they also know that uh, you are a fair and balanced individual, not like you know the other people, but like but your own version of fair and balanced. And people respect your opinion. You're fan favorite for a reason. Hmm. So I feel like if you're making the bulk of the say utilitarian system and you're making doing most of the work making scott cassidy work and i'm the one uh sitting over you with veto power i feel like that is like a system of government that can really do wonders at least while we're still alive like <laughs> <laughs> there's no succession plan here <laughs> scott cassidy is is it lives and dies with scott mm-hmm. and ian the podcast itself will live forever. I was going to say, what happens when your your uh, doorbell robot takes over? I mean, I feel like the doorbell robot would know what to do. Like it could take my will and let it be done. And mm-hmm. I feel like I don't. I think you'd be a more difficult robot to program. Yeah, but maybe the Scott Cast robot, this doorbell Scott Cast robot, would be able to go out and find uh, an Ian equivalent. That suits the times, because like maybe you're good for the times like today, mm-hmm. but who's to say you're good for the times like a couple decades from now? A couple decades from now, you could look like a total bigot. That's true. You know, um, people don't know. I am probably a secret asshole. You're probably an enormous bigot, according to the people of the future. You know, like like what's your opinion on uh, what's your opinion on uh, hardened criminals? Hardened criminals. What do you mean? Like uh, like uh, murderers. What's your opinion on murder? Think that's bad? I think murder is bad. Yes. Well, maybe that's bigoted in the future. I don't know that people who have.
committed murder are necessarily entirely bad. That's just you trying to appeal to the future people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, you killed a guy. You're probably bad. I mean, I'm talking cold blood. I'm not talking. I'm not talking like, oh, there's some sort of crazy, understandable yeah. story that if we had a movie with Matthew McConaughey in it describing what happened, you'd understand the well, system and how it happened. I think people do what they do for reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if you kill somebody in cold blood, you probably had some horrible things done to you. That doesn't excuse what you've done, but that helps us understand it and helps us uh, build a vision for a future that is better. So you're saying understanding is the key to forgiveness, being that forgiveness is the mode that we create uh, improvement towards some sort of utopia? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Maybe your robot could be last a little longer, but I feel like my robot's totally timeless. Yeah. Just a lazy, like, I, I want people to be happy, but I don't want to deal with them. Like a uh, person with complete totalitarian rule, mm-hmm. like that's the key. Your it's robot power is, hungry. is more efficient than mine. I'll admit that. Yeah, it's not power hungry, so it's not like I'm not going to be like seeking to control people because I don't want to deal with controlling people. That's too much work. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to tell you what to do. You you figure out what to do. I'm I'm too busy podcasting. You know, like but but if when it comes down to it. And like, if someone needs an opinion opinion made on a controversial issue, I'll swing the axe. Give me the baby. I'll split it in half and give it to both people. That's the kind. That's the kind of ruler I can be. I'm like Solomon of the modern age. I don't even know how to respond to that. Cutting babies in half. <laughs> <laughs> Email bag, Ian. More of that on Ian's cold kitchen. Oh, that's right. Oh, ooh, ooh. that's a tease right there. Because oh. uh, you know, we might actually cut a baby in half in Ian's cold kitchen. Oh, anyway, that's actually a good episode. I, I, we, I know we already have a there's there's another baby episode, but maybe we should do a King Solomon episode. Maybe we should. <laughs> Bible sewed. Yeah, there we go. You know, you're always you're always you're always uh, you're always pushing those. You're always pushing your viewpoint, your uh, theological viewpoint. Am I? Well, I don't want to call it pushing, but <laughs> you're always mentioning it. <laughs> that's not pushing. Like you, you, you slightly aside mention it in in, in a way or two. Uh, I think once actually, I'm I'm compiling the best of episode of Scottcast mm. at the moment, which is going to be released concurrently with this episode. Ooh, and um, so what? It, that makes this episode forty one and a half. It's forty two. Forty two. In the in the in the best of episodes forty one. So, but like you know, there's a mention or two of religion, and then and then you go ha 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 ha. Kind of thing, mm-hmm. but but beyond that, you don't you don't go into theological debate or anything like that. But now that we mentioned the Scott Cast Best of episode, yeah, I need to I need to implore Scott Castigators, even if you haven't listened to the Scott Cast Best of episode, to share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with everybody you know, because we need to spread the Scott Cast love all around the universe in order to get funding for Scottcast City. Because it's going to take a lot of hats to dig that hole. That's right. Digging is expensive. So, email bag in. Got that nipple up in there? Master Charles wrote in, that's correct. Master Charles writes in, 
let's talk housing rent prices in in Scottsville, he calls it. He calls it Scottsville. Mm. It's Scottcast City, Master Charles. Get it right. How much is it going to cost for me to live there? Master Charles writes. Well, that's a hard question to answer because Scottcast City, being a sovereign nation, is going to need a sovereign currency. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't tell you the economic exchange rate between a Scott coin and a U.S. dollar when I haven't even made Scott coin yet. I'm thinking one Scott coin is going to be worth like a hundred bucks. Okay. You know, Scott coins are pretty decent, valuable currency. They're going to be scarce, but they're going to be tied to a very real unit of value. Mm-hmm. Living in Scott Cast City, it's going to be the greatest city in the world. We've already got a Starbucks planned. Uh, we've already got, um, uh, we've already got a law that is better than any law in any other land. Uh, one of benevolent dictatorship between me and Ian. I don't think David should get a hand in writing laws. I don't know what kind of laws he would, I don't know what kind of law makes I'm, I'm confused about our, uh, our governmental structure already. Okay. What's confusing about it? I think it's very simple. A benevolent dictatorship with mm-hmm. two heads well uh, the, the thing is is i'm more of a dictator than you are correct i have more power than you i have veto power over everything you say and do mm-hmm. but so you want me to do all the work and then you want to be able to tell me to fuck off sometimes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what that's exactly what i want i defer to you on most issues 99 percent of issues mm-hmm. but on the off chance that I'm like, you know what? I think this is a better idea. Uh, we'll just do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what, what, think of think of our history. Think of think of how I am. Think of how mm-hmm. I operate. How often is it? How often do I impose my will upon anything? It depends what's going on. I mean, uh, I've played. Sheriff of Nottingham with you. And I always lose. <laughs> <laughs> but you're always trying to fuck everybody. Yeah, but I'm not doing it well. <laughs> and that's the point. <laughs> you know, like, sure, like, a lot of the laws that you make won't, won't apply to me. You know? You can't steal. Well, I need that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? No murder. Well, the guy was annoying me, kind of thing. But this is Scott Cast City. I'm mostly going to be inside, enjoying my Scott Cast mansion. Mm-hmm. That was a question I posited Spell the other day. What is the lowest, easiest to get into office that comes with residence in like a mayoral mansion kind of thing, like a mm. White House kind of thing? Yeah. What city has a great mayoral mansion kind of thing? that I can go to, run for office, and almost assuredly get it. Because that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. You know, while Scott Cast City is being built, I'll, I'll go practice my, um, I'll go practice my totalitarian authoritarianism uh, somewhere else, you know, live in a little Scott Manor, little mayoral mansion. Mm-hmm. Like, like, does Hamtramck have, Hamtramck doesn't have a mayoral mansion. No. No. It's just, it's just, they live in the same place that, Everyone else does at Hamtramck. Yep. The same little cookie cutter kind of yep. kind of house. So but not, so I need to go find a place that I can go live in real quick. I don't even have to live there. I just want residents at their little mansion. And I'm sure there's some small town where no one really has time to be mayor. Like, uh, oh, like if you buy Hell, Michigan, 
right? Mm-hmm. Harkening back to ghost towns. Uh, you're pretty much mayor, ipso facto. So I guess that kind of that like the easiest way to really do it is to buy into it. But we're gonna but we're trying to put all our money into digging the hole and creating Scottcast City, the underground cavern. Wouldn't that space. be the best place to start? Hell, yes. Do you think that's where I should? Where, where, where's Scottcast City? It's under hell. Go hell and then go deeper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so fucking good. That is perfect. And like. You know, like getting the permits is going to be really fucking easy if I own it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a permit for digging underground. Okay, where do we go? Go to City Hall. Who's at City Hall? It's Scott. <laughs> He's got a stamp. That's a perfect idea. Hey. Like, I like the idea of building a city under Hamtramck, but why can't we connect them to? That's not that far, is it? It's like just... By tunnel? No. Hell, I don't I don't really know where it is. It's, it's on the west side-ish, but like near, what, Howell? Or? Yeah, something like that. I know Hamtramck is relatively low sea level wise, mm-hmm. so like all we have to do is dig under a little bit. Yeah. And then straight shot to Hell, Michigan, come back up, and there we are. Yeah. So so we'll have, no, okay, now we got Scottcast City, but now we have a network of cities. Now we got a Scottcast Nation. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. This is a fantastic idea. We're going to buy up all the ghost towns. Mm -hmm. And the ghost towns, all they're going to be for is a front for the entrance to Scottcast Cities. So, like, you'll go to the ghost town, and it'll be, like, an ice cream shop, a chapel, and, like, like a mailbox. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we're going to still want to buy stuff from Amazon. That two-day shipping is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're going to need supplies. So, so we're going to have a mailbox and a, and a ghost town. And, like, you're going to go to this ghost town, and you're going to be like, what is this? It's just a shitty town. I'm going to leave. Unless you're on the Scottcast Dole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just beneath the surface is a metropolis beyond your imagination that will not only survive the upcoming apocalypse, but will thrive and become the center of civilization itself, connected by a network of tunnels. Yeah. This is a fantastic idea. Agriculture will be handled, uh, well, because we got, there's grow ops, right? Mm-hmm. People grow all sorts of marijuana in their sheds. So we'll just grow corn. Um, what other food is there? Same. We're, uh, Brian and I are experimenting with uh, herbs. Are you growing herbs? So we'll have spices we and have, stuff? Uh, we got a basil plant that we're kind of propagating. We've we got some... You gotta be careful of basil poisoning. Basil poisoning? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. If you grind up basil and snort it, you'll die. Well, that's not how we're using our basil. Be careful, though. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a couple uh, that have... Their their root systems are looking good. We're about to plant them. And we're gonna try and... Uh, we're gonna try and propagate through the winter. Oh, so you're gonna have experience. See, this is why you're head of the you're head of all the logistics shit. So if, yeah, if we can get that going, like, hey, Scott Cass said he's no problem. Right. If we can grow basil, we can grow potatoes. Yeah, and potatoes grow underground anyway. I'm I'm mostly Irish. I found out. Yeah. I, my uh my mom and dad got a spit swab test. Yeah. Everyone everyone's been telling me I'm German, right? Because mm-hmm. my last name's Kraus. Right. So, oh, you're you're German. Hello, Sour Kraus. <laughs> they like, think they're so fucking. You're like five percent German. I'm like like thirty percent German, okay. but like sixty percent Irish. There you go. Like, 
by and large. So I'm mostly Irish. So as long as we can grow spuds, which are grown underground anyway, mm-hmm. I will be fine. I'll do good. And we'll have we'll have all sorts of lighting and stuff like that. Like I've been experimenting with using um, photography lamps mm-hmm. and umbrellas and stuff like that to keep my mood up while I'm working. Yeah. And a hundred percent, when I have a photography lamp on and pointing at me, and I'm working, I work better. Mm. You know, it's 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 just I my mood improves, uh, my productivity improves, my focus is right on the money, and. And it, and it just works for me. It's 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 like, it's it's literally like flipping a switch. And it works. So I really feel like Scott Cast City is bound to be good, and is bound to be effective. So we didn't come up with uh, rent prices. That was the 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 email bag question, right? Yeah, that is exactly what it was. So what would what would be charged? I think I think it, it's a lot like colonial times. Mm-hmm. It's it's not about pay uh it's more about what kind of what do you lend to the community so master charles he lends content to the community that's true i wouldn't i would love to have bat nipple as a as a resident yeah so i feel like for master charles at the very least you know as long as he keeps feeding us questions we can give him the the standard hamtramck rent of like 500 a month (laughs) there you go yeah, like you just help us out with our Amazon purchases. That will inevitably keep going. Like that stuff. Like we're. I'm eventually going to get Jeff Bezos mm. to move operate. He's talking about drones. No man, get those drones flying inside. There's no laws in Scott Cast City about drones. You know, just don't use it to shoot me. Yeah. You know, if you're using it to ship me some products, and like warehouses are perfect for underground. So like, move all your warehouses underground, Jeff Bezos. And then we'll have Amazon uh, Prime in Skycast City with 10-minute shipping. Now, that's... now that's Skycast City is starting to sound very appealing. So, does that answer your question, Master Charles, in a way? So, Master Charles gets a discount. For everybody else, it's, uh, it's kind of contingent on uh, personal qualities, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 If, if I don't like you, you know... It, we're 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 shipping you back up to the surface. I don't care if you fry alive, but really, I'm not going to be around people that much. <laughs> so it's so it's so the the biggest the bigger thing to understand is you, if you annoy Ian, the much more benevolent uh, Ian is going to. Are you more understanding? Would you give people shots and stuff like that? Is there anybody that you would just ship up right away? Um, you would have had to done something real bad. Really? Yeah. There's nobody that would just annoy you, just like to be like, like, what if David kept interrupting you during a Scott cast? Would you ship him up? No, no, no. I like David. You like David? David's solid people. Okay. Okay. I mean, so the feud's over, you're saying? Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. This is huge Scott cast news. I'm not gonna uh, send him to, to fry under the, the angry sun that we've unleashed. Who's we? Because Scott Cast, the, the loyal Scott Castigators have done nothing of the sort. Humanity, you know, we we done fucked it. I don't count myself. We've, we've been over this people. before. I, I, humanity, Homo Sapiens. I'm Homo Technicus. I've already okay. gone beyond well, Homo Sapiens. So it's like, yeah, sure. The previous species 
uh, in my evolutionary Whoever line, did something. started all this industrialization, they done fucked the environment, and we're gonna die. Okay. And uh, Scott Cassidy is the only way to survive. Yeah. So, so David has not done anything to earn going up to the to Fryland. No. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, David. You're 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 safe in Scott Cast City because I, I I'm cool with you. Yeah. Let's let's hang out in isolation chambers and stuff. And and uh, Ian says you're good people. So that that's the law. Ian, David's <laughs> in. Hope he's happy. He's paid his dues. He's ate, he ate some bugs. Yeah, he did eat bugs. That's right. <laughs> so any any kind of feud that would have been had was solved by uh, it's resolved. Cast. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, so bat dick. Yep. I actually read the comic after we did a 10-minute pod on it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get enough of that dick. I could not. Well, here's the thing. I didn't get any more. <laughs> I, I downloaded the comic, and of course I got the censored version. And yep. The censored version doesn't have the bat dick, but it does have a bloody corpse nailed to a cross Yeah, with ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha written everywhere. Cool. That was fine. That was okay. But the outline of Batman's penis... No balls. Mm-hmm. That was they needed to pull that and censor that. It's okay to have a bloody corpse nailed on a cross. Well, that's like American TV. Yeah, where it's like all the violence is good, but when you put you can't put a nipple out there, can't show a nipple on TV. No nipples. No. No spank make material. Just violence. Yep. If you want to populate your spank, definitely make, you no go dicks. The internet. Never any dicks. Never a dick. You can get a little side boob sometimes. No nipples. Right. Unless you're watching Friends. What? <laughs> Have you seen Friends? Like, like that set must be cold as hell because, like, the lady actors in Friends, their oh. nipples are always sticking right out like, like well, an inch. Well, through, through clothing, that's, that's your imagination. But never any, like, fr- frontal nudity. Mm-hmm. Full or otherwise. Yeah. So we have Scott Cast City. And we have Master Charles. He he needs to know about rent prices. And I feel like he's jumping the gun a little bit. He doesn't know what kind of society this is. Right. I mean, he has trust with us, obviously, that we'd create a beautiful society. And I think I think we've got good ideas for this society. We 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 just went over we took we took a break and we just went over uh some of our thoughts about how Scott Cast society should be run. And uh, we even slept on it. We took a night to sleep on it and to figure out uh, what what's really best for our Scott Castigators, you know. Because if you're going to be funding Scott Cast City, buying all sorts of Scott Cast merch at ScottCast.us, uh, including a Scott hat, awesome T-shirts, and the upcoming Hamtramck Avengers apparel, uh, you're gonna. I, I want you to make, make. I want you to be sure. I want you to be a hundred percent certain that what you're purchasing and what you're getting is going towards an excellent, uh, beautiful, uh, nigh utopian society. So we've got some base rules, basically, and some thoughts of how the society is going to run. Now, uh, I originally posited to Ian. Uh, well, here's the overall government structure. Uh, I'm Supreme Dictator. It is called Scott Cast City, after all. But I'm a lazy dictator. I'm 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 one of those. Uh, I'm the boss, but you guys do everything you need to do. So we got Ian Dixon uh, as second in command, and he and he's charged himself with the task of uh, building a representative government 
for all the boroughs of Scott Cat City. Mm-hmm. And so we have a few ground rules. Um, first ground rule, uh, I was, I suggested to Ian that we eliminate freedom of speech. <laughs> to, which, to which I was opposed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was opposed. And I was like, why are you so opposed? And he's like, oh, bedrock of democracy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, fine. But we do need an addendum because freedom of speech, in my mind, uh, makes people way too, uh, way too easy with their opinions. They're like, oh, it's freedom of speech. I can say what I want to say. And sure, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't think about what you have to say. So the addendum to the rule that we will have is a three-strike rule. If you say the same thing three times without any additional thought and it's clearly stupid, you know, we're going to send our police force after you, which is the Hamtramck Avengers. (laughs) So you better not say something stupid next to a dumpster. (laughs) That's right. Or you're going to get, you're going to get nailed right, right against it. So we got that going for us. I think that's a good rule to have for Scott Cassidy because right now, like our, a big problem with society is that people are allowed to say whatever they want and and a lot of the times they'll 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 get attached to what they're saying because mm-hmm. of cognitive dissonance. You know, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm not the kind of person who who says something stupid." And I said this about 500 times, so I can't change my mind about it. And so they stick to their stupid fucking opinion uh, for the rest of their lives, and it's and it it seeps down into law. It seeps down into how societies run. And all of a sudden we get, we get, we, I don't want Scott Cassidy to be some weird, uh, crackerjack piece of shit society. Agreed. I, I want it to be a thoughtful one. I want it to be one that's, uh, almost, uh, instead of it being, uh, based on the merits of the populace, I want it to be based on the merits of, uh, intelligent thought. You know, I think that's I think that's the way uh, a utopian society would be. Uh, it'll be a utopian society is a society that's thoughtful. So, Agreed. So there we go. We got that going for us. So we got this three strike rule with freedom of speech, and that was the most boring rule we've come up with. The rest, the rest of how Scott Cast Society is going to run is going to work is is absolutely genius, and we have Ian Dixon to thank for that because I'm a lazy dictator. <laughs> So, Ian, uh, why don't you tell us about our justice system? Well, everybody knows that uh, the justice system in America is broken. Mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Recidivism is very high. We don't uh, give people skills to live a better life. We, we kind of uh, put them in a situation where once you've got a record, you're kind of delegated to a life of crime. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're kept in the lower caste of society. Yeah. So we don't want that for our society. We want to support our Scott Castigators and Mm -hmm. becoming uh, productive members of our society. And so we're not going to do the standard sort of prison stuff. We're not going to lock people away if they break the rules. We're going to find ways to help them better themselves. Yeah. So, for example, um, if you break the the three-strike rule on our free speech, we're going to make you read books. That's right. That's right. That's not bad. Well, after you get after after we uh, help you recover from your dumpster tackle, wood, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get hit by, against the dumpster by the Hamtramck Avengers. But then you're gonna have to read books, and the, it'll be a 
I mean, there's going to be standard pamphlets written by uh, the great Scott himself, obviously, because mm-hmm. there's no utopian society without a bit of propaganda. But mostly, we're going to be having you read about uh, why how stupid you are. Yeah. Because guys, we got to overpower that cognitive dissonance. We got to overpower it with facts uh, uh, and well thought out um, arguments against your idiocy. Mm-hmm. So if the mo- if the most punitive part of of that process is getting tackled against a dumpster, yeah, the best thing to do, which no one wants, nobody wants that, right? It's best uncomfortable. Th- you might get tetanus. Best thing to do is to start with reading books before you say your stupid things. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and if you have a thoughtful argument about a stupid idea, that's different. That's that's what that's the best thing about this three strike rule mm-hmm. is is it allows because that's that's what Ian was like. Oh, we need to keep freedom of speech in some form, and I was like, okay, but it's got to be limited. We can't just it can't just be a be all end all for idiots. And uh, so the best thing about it is that. Uh, it allows for thought experimentation and it allows for all this, but you've got to evolve with, with it. You can't cling to your cognitive dissonance. That's right. That's right. So we're going to have a very educated Scott cast society. We're going to have internet, but there's not going to be any cell phones. I think it seems like there'd be logistical problems with the reception since we're, you know, we're in a hole. Yeah. Yes, there would be logistical problems with reception, but we can have Wi-Fi. Yes. So going along with this thought that um, that people need to be thoughtful, that people need to uh, research and um, and approach things with an, an intelligent, open viewpoint. Uh, if you need to access uh, the vast repository of human information known as the internet. Um, you need to do it via laptop, or at least uh, a cumbersome tablet connected to Wi-Fi. There's none of this, none of this scrolling, none of this, uh, none of this like knee-jerk kind of kind of thoughts and postings and, mm-hmm. and, and self-chuckling and whatnot. Because part of this is we're we're reconnecting with, uh, well, in some way reconnecting with the natural world, right? We we ruined the environment. That's why we're underground. Mm-hmm. We don't want to continue the ways of. Uh, this super connectedness in terms of elect, uh, electronics, because that really hasn't benefited our connectedness in terms of uh, actual contact with other people. Right? Yeah, like we had this huge boon when when we had computers and when we invented the internet and when all of a sudden you could connect to all these things. And it was great. And then Steve Jobs with his stupid fucking turtleneck showed up. It was like, hey, let's 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 introduce apps and smartphones, and let's uh, it's a touch screen. How nice is that? And then everyone turned into idiots. Yep. And sure, it was great. Sure, it was innovative. It was a good idea. Good on you, Steve Jobs. But it it's a failed experiment, and we're and we're we're gonna rectify that as well as with many other failed experiments that we're just clinging to as a society. Amongst these failed experiments is. Uh, the approach to the military, because this is this is we're we're talking a post-apocalyptic society. Like right now, we're preparing Scott Cassidy. We're getting the whole dog. We're we're getting we're we're establishing the, you know the mayoral mansion that I'm going to live at and stuff like that. You know, it's going to be nice. <laughs> you you guys won't know though. Anyway, but we're gonna we're establishing all that first and getting all that kind of settled. But 
nobody else is establishing their mole societies yet. Not even forward-thinking Elon Musk is establishing a mole society yet. So uh, we're going to be way ahead of the curve when the sun unleashes its wrath upon us yeah. and burns up everybody alive. Um, and with that said, there's going to be people rushing in. They're going to when when the burn when the burns start happening, they're going to they're going to be hurriedly shoveling and they're going to be establishing their little societies, but their little societies are going to be all like these Mad Max style uh, dystopian uh just clusterfucks that and and we're going to need a military force. We're going to need a military force to uh defend our scout castigators mm-hmm. and uh, and ensure peace and prosperity in our region, in our in our whole region. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we don't want just castigators to can't allow our hole to be penetrated. No, no, our hole is going to be pristine. <laughs> Our hole is going to be uh, full of beauty and wonder. We're going to have we're going to have the best hole in the entire world. But there's other holes that we got to consider. Yeah, and we're going to we we've got a plan to penetrate their holes and destroy everything. Just really <laughs> ravage their holes, and so that we can keep Scott Castigator safe. And um, tell me, what did you what did you come up with? Well. I had our, our Scott Castigators in mind. I want, again, uh, for us to be a pretty egalitarian society. I don't want to put anybody in harm's way. So we're not going to have kind of the the standard military with uh, an army of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to use our technological advances okay. Okay. and create some, some bird dinosaurs and some robots uh-huh. to take care of our dirty work. I like that. I like that. Like, an idea that we had was we're going to build a separate hole, like basically a large atrium for turkey dinos Mm -hmm. um, to kind of live and prosper in their underground thing. And it's going to be filled with robots. And when we catch wind of of another hole society that's getting a little uppity, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have weekly televised (laughs) events. You came up with weekly. (laughs) I was... uh... <laughs> I don't think we should be preemptively striking anybody. I think it should be like this is a defense thing and it's not uh it's not meant to be what's the word I want? We're not trying to dominate the world. We're uh we're not intentionally harming anyone. Uh, Ian we're just is not uh, trying to dominate the world. Ian is not trying to intentionally harm anyone. However, Ian's second in command and we need content. <laughs> so yeah, we're not we're not doing these precision strikes like we do with drones. We're we're kind of creating a pathway for our bird dinosaurs to maybe access some of these other societies that are maybe getting out of hand. Yeah, we're and we're letting nature take its course. <laughs> you have a weird idea of nature taking its course. It's not malicious. <laughs> Sure. Okay, so this is this is Ian's idea in detail. Uh, okay, let's let's put aside weekly televised for a minute. We catch wind of a belligerent mole society trying to attack our Scott Castigators, and we need to protect them. So what we'll do is we'll use one of these robots. We'll program it. We'll have David program it uh, to burrow through the ground uh, from our atrium to their 
Mole Society and um, trail pheromones uh, behind it so that the turkey dinosaurs, uh, well, you know, by the time the tunnel is complete, they're going to be completely horny and enraged. And they're gonna, they're just gonna swarm in to this belligerent mole society and destroy everything in its path. And um, and I figured, since Scott Cass City is a very pristine city, we're not gonna go and plunder these people because a they probably don't have anything cool. You know, let's be honest, they're Mad Max style things. It's, you'll probably get tetanus just walking in. And B, we need to we need to make sure our turkey dinosaurs are happy. So I feel like they should they should they should be able to reap their own rewards and have a larger kind of area to hang out in. Yeah. So th- so they'll so the turkey vultures or not vultures turkey dinosaurs will have uh, an, an ever expanding uh, burrow of uh, space. And it might be that the dominant species becomes these turkey dinosaurs. But let's be honest, that's what was going to happen anyway. And that's why we have the robots. That's why we have the robots uh, kind of funneling them through and uh, guiding them around so that we can protect our Scott Castigators. So that's our military force. It's 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 somewhat biological warfare. It's nature taking its course in the same way that, say, letting a tiger loose in someone's bedroom is nature taking its force. Taking its course. Uh, but... Uh, I think it's I think it's a lot better than our current way of uh, warfare, where we're sending actual people in to do dirty work of the state. And and with that said, like let's move on. We've got a safe Scott Cast city. We've got um, we've got a utopia uh, that's that's thought driven and um, all about learning and uh, improving uh, each each citizen to be the best they can be. And um, the happiness of our our Scott Castigators is also of prime importance. Right, right. So, so what are we what are we doing to make sure they're happy? Besides, you know, so much Scott Cast they they can't even more Scott Cast than you ever even want. Yeah. Well, we're gonna start up the Jonesy Clonesy program. Oh yes, that's right. And everyone in the Scott Cast Mole Society will receive a Jonesy Clonesy. That's right. Jonesy is one of the sweetest, uh, softest, uh, cutest little cats. Uh, all about cuddling, all about love. And so, like, like, how angry and discontent could you possibly be uh, if you, you come home every day to a little kitty that 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 just gives you as much love as possible? And everyone's going to get a Jonesy Clonesy. Yeah. You know, we're, we're have, we have David right now working on all the cloning technology because we we're, we're going to need to pretty much mass produce these creatures mm-hmm. and with that said uh the state cat is not going to be jonesy it's going to be kyle because he's the only cat that's been on scottcast that's true that's acceptable yeah but there's only going to be one kyle there's no clones of kyle we're going to work on life extending technology and kyle's going to probably it, the whoever holds the mantle of scott you know because i'm not going to live forever i'm probably only going to live a couple thousand years and after that, they're going to have to have a new Scott. And that Scott is going to be um, determined by who Kyle likes best, who's going to live forever. So that's how, that's how, that's, that's how we're keeping people happy. And because like, we're also going to have uh, no rules on drugs, alcohol, that kind of... It's not going to be a no... This is not, this is not a nanny state. 
Right. Yeah. This is if you, if you need to try heroin, if you if you got a shovel and you want to grow a poppy field and you want to you want to make a heroin business, you know, go right ahead because we're we're all about freedom. We're all about people uh, doing what they want to with their lives, but we're also all about um, taking care of our own. Yeah. And we're not going to punish people for having uh, an addiction. We're not going to punish people for that kind of thing. We're going to help them out. We're going to help them become productive members of Scott Cast society. That's right. Yeah, as long as your addiction's not harming other people, you can do what you want. Um, again, that's kind of a, a problem with our current society's approach to those sort of things. Uh, we, mm. we really criminalize all that stuff, um, regardless of who the harm is to. Um, but other, other nations have had uh, more progressive approaches to it. There's been programs that... Um, offer more counseling services. They offer harm reduction, and those in those societies, like the, you see the the numbers, the addictions lower. Um, there's fewer harmful effects on society. That's what we want. I like that. I like that. I like the way that we're approaching these kind of things. Like because punitive punishment is, I mean, unless you're one of those other belligerent mole societies. It's just it's just outdated. Yeah, you know? we we've got we've clearly got the numbers. We've clearly got we've clearly got the data that supports a more rehabilitative form of corrected corrections than yeah. uh, than, than the current system. So with that said, so this is sounding pretty uh, pretty utopian. Pretty utopian. Um, there is a danger in that. What's the danger? People are going to get bored. Mm. People kind of need conflict sometimes. I mean, we're going to be televising all the times the turkey dinosaurs destroy another society. That's pretty entertaining. True. Um, I guess what brought this to mind was like uh, thinking about the the emergence of the black metal scene in the early 90s. Mm, Tell me about that. This came up uh, primarily in Norway, um, but also like kind of the other Scandinavian areas, um, which were pretty utopian. There's a high standard of living. There's low crime. Everybody's doing pretty good. People are like, "Man, this this is boring. We need to reject all these uh, these feel good values and mm-hmm. be evil." Mm. And they started murdering people and burning like, churches down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we, we want to avoid all that. Uh, so we're gonna have to have uh, we're gonna have to create kind of a, a mythology to to appease some of our our darker natural tendencies yeah and that's why during any kind of ceremonial um thing uh for scott cast city i'm gonna dress up as gandalf i love that yeah i'm gonna get the robes i'm gonna get the hat and i'm I'm gonna just grow my beard out naturally and people are gonna be looking at their benevolent dictator like oh look at that wise motherfucker He's got a beard, he's got a staff, he's freaking Gandalf. And I figure we could steal a lot from the Lord of the Rings mythology, and we can apply it to Scott Cast City, you know? Yeah. Like, we can make a... We'll mythologize the fact that um, the surface world is hell on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll allow anybody to go check it out if they want. Yeah. Because that's a big thing. I don't want people to think like we're pulling the wool over their eyes, you know? Because, like, if you've lived in a mole society your whole life and... And you you have this weird Gandalf person telling you, "Hey, don't go up to the surface uh, because it's bad for you." Wink, wink. Like 
you're not going to believe that. You're going to start burning churches down. Yeah. And we got kind of that that drive in us that makes us want to rebel. Yeah. So it's like, you want to go up? Go ahead. Rebel. Have fun with it. You know? Yeah. If you don't come back, there's a good reason. And um, if you do find a way back, you know, we'll have burn cream for you. You know? And you'll you, please tell everybody about your experience. We'll have you on Scottcast. There you go. Yeah. So we're... we're figuring out the fine tuning with with the mythology because we also don't want that to get out of hand and turn into uh you know we don't want anybody to be proselytizing and we don't want any evangelicals that's a strange thing (laughs) (laughs) coming from you uh like i did not expect uh the discussion to eventually turn scott cast into a theocracy Mm -hmm. and i particularly didn't expect it to come from you right (laughs) but here we are we got just talking about it and i feel like this is one of those situations where being on scott cast you learn a little bit about yourself true and like i think it's important for us to have a worldview and i want i don't want us to uh to trick ourselves into thinking that everything's wonderful and it's always been wonderful, because that's that's not utopian. There is uh, conflicts a part of life. Um, so our, our mythology is more of a more of a philosophical approach than a theological approach. But I think it has that danger of becoming theological. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like if like first off, I'm living for thousands of years. My rule is law. People are going to be like Scott's God. No, I'm not God. I'm just really good. You know, add an O to that, and then you got it right. You can capitalize it. But, like, add an O. I'm not God. I'm just really a really good dictator. I'm really good at what I do. I'm skilled, you know? It's just my lot in life. It's like I should rule the world, and the world is going to be a mole society, so I'm going to rule the mole society, and I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it by not doing much at all and having other people do everything. Yeah. It's going to be... a. There's going to be a representative government, uh, like Scott Cast City itself is going to be. Uh, it's going to be in the shape of the Scott Cast logo. Like my state manor is going to be in the first S, and and each of the boroughs is going to have a representative government. This is another one of Ian's ideas. <laughs> Sorry, Ian and his freaking democracy ideas, and and they're gonna they're gonna handle their own affairs. They're gonna handle all that kind of stuff. But uh, Ian's got. Oh, Ian's got veto power, and I've got veto power over Ian, and that's how the checks and balances work. It it just ends with me. <laughs> buck buck stops here, folks. So, with that said, we've got some logistical issues. Um, we do. We got some. That's why we got Dave. He's gonna David. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be our. He's gonna be our state science guy. We're not gonna pay him, but he's gonna be the state science guy. He's gonna be in charge of the Jonesy Clonesy program. He's going to be in charge of our space program because we're going to we're going to we're going to see if going to Mars is a good idea eventually in the future. If we're going to live for thousands of years, we might as well check it out. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to see we're, we're going to we're going to need a lot of uh, engineering done. And so absolutely, yeah. We're going to have Dave. We're going to have him come by with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Elon Musk, and we're going to have David uh, in charge of all of that. And one of the things that we that we thought about it's like okay we have a mole society uh what are we going to do with waste what are we going to do with the septic system we could we can't go further underground because what if someone wants to live there we have to go above ground but we can't just deposit shit everywhere 
and make it literally hell on earth. Like, cause if we're like just spewing shit up to the surface and the sun is overpowering and then it'll literally be like a dark ash sky with sulfur, like choking all the creatures and, and, and shit and fire and brimstone mm-hmm. everywhere. It will literally be hell on earth. And we're we're all about the revamping and the redevelopment of nature and letting nature take it, run its course. Yeah. You know, whether it be turkey dinosaurs destroying a neighboring city or whether it be uh, the surface world uh, taking its uh, natural evolutionary course process. Mm-hmm. So here's the here's the idea. I thought uh, we we put our shit into like little capsules. Uh, kind of like how when you go to the bank and uh, you you they got that little tube system, the vacuum tube. Yeah, you got the little vacuum tube that whoop, shoots it up, and we're gonna develop an extremely powerful vacuum tube that launches our shit into space, and and so our all our shit is gonna be in orbit, and the natural world's gonna be able to gaze up and wonder at um all these beautiful little satellites like little twinkles in the sky that are really just um our shit i think it's a great idea you know it's gonna be beautiful what could go wrong we could end up having a shit storm literally (laughs) 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 like we don't know we're not really monitoring the surface you know yeah we're more about being underground so who knows how it's gonna actually happen and obviously for Scott Cass City it, to interact with our government, um, we're going to use the same exact system that we use to interact with Scott Cast. Uh, email hotforscottcast at gmail dot com, and we're going to have a state run email bag where people. Everybody loves the email bag. Everyone loves email bag. It's everyone's favorite segment. Uh, so we're going to have the state run email bag, and if you have problems and you want to contact a representative of government, you want to contact Scott. Uh, just email hotforscottcast at gmail.com with your thoughts and concerns, and uh, we'll, we'll see about addressing them. And I feel like that's, that is such a better way of handling that kind of thing than, than, than the government is now, where we like elect these representatives to ignore everybody. Right. You know, and instead we're going to have our email bag, and the email bag will be addressed live on Scottcast every week. Uh, and we're going to, and it'll be great. You know, so how uh, how large are, are each of these boroughs going to be? Because I know we're stretching halfway across the state here, at least. Oh, I never thought about that. Because okay. I think it would be also be helpful for for the government representatives to actually know everybody in their their area. Well, yeah, I guess that's one of the problems limited. we have with with representative government now. Is you get somebody with a lot of money who puts their name out there, and people vote for them because they recognize the name, but they don't know shit about them. Right. I want to go ahead and uh, volunteer Master Charles to be one of our representatives. Whoa, Master Charles, representative. Okay. Uh, where do you think he should live? The O? Uh, wherever he wants. He's in the, the ground level. He's showing interest in the, the colony. That's true. He's been a, a valuable asset to Scott Cass. He's a pilgrim. He's a pilgrim in the purest sense. Yeah. Um, Master Charles, sure. If Master Charles wants to accept a position... Uh, in his district, wherever he chooses to settle, um, we'll we'll have him be one of the representatives. So you know, just so you know, Master Charles, you're below Ian Dixon, uh, maybe even below David. But you you still... also he he has to wear 
an anatomically correct bat suit. That's right. All the nipples. <laughs> and that's the, that's the, I mean, you know, when you're at home doing your Twitch streaming, he's a Twitch streamer. Mm. He, he goes on Twitch and uh, he, 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 sometimes he wears the Scott Cast bat nipple uniform. Okay. On Twitch. So I think he'll be totally fine wearing an anatomically correct bat suit uh, representing Scott Cast. Um, so he's going to be, like, we'll allow him to Twitch stream and that, that'll be, that'll be his pulpit where he um, administers his, um, the law of his borough, mm-hmm. and, and and he he can minister the law of his borough while he's on his off time playing video games. He's yeah. like he he'll be playing like I don't know what I don't know what he plays, but like he'll be playing like Spider Man or something like that, like going whip 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 whip, and it'll be like, uh, oh right, trash collections on Tuesdays now. Whip 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 whip. You know, uh, send your tax dollars to mastercharles at gmail dot com. Whip whip whip. You know, tweet me. At Master Charles, uh, with your thoughts about being in my borough. Whip, 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 whip. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's our first representative, Master Charles. What a wonderful, what a wonderful government we have. We really have. It really is a utopian society. I think this is the way utopian society should be structured, where I'm in charge of everything, but I'm not expected to do anything. <laughs> I think that that is that is that is my that that is truly my utopian society. Yeah, you know, where everyone else is doing the work and they get the power to do the work, and I'm and, I, and I'm I'm picking I'm picking and choosing the people who are doing this. I think Ian Dixon is a fantastic uh, person to oversee most everything. You know, I think he's got he's he's got the state of mind that 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 is very thoughtful. Like it's it's a model of how I want a Scott Castigator to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's caring, but it's uh, logical, and uh, with the added pressure of me being able to veto anything, like we can we can ensure that uh, his power doesn't corrupt him, because absolute power corrupts absolutely. But I'm already corrupt, and we see how I am when I'm corrupt, and I'm mostly chill and just want to do whatever I want to do. I just, it's no big deal. So I'm incorruptible in a sense. So with me holding absolute power, uh, giving most of my responsibilities away, it's truly a utopian society. So that's a great Scott cast. Yeah. I feel pretty good about this Scott cast. Let's, let's, uh, let the Scott castigators pose any other questions they have about Scott cast city. Yeah. There's probably things we haven't thought about. Probably. Like, I mean, we covered everything from the military to the septic system, so I think we're doing pretty good. But yeah. if you have thoughts about Scott Cast City and how we're going to run and what kind of what, what kind of uh, things are allowed, what kind of things aren't allowed, any questions about how we have what we have currently set up, just email hot the number four and scottcast at gmail dot com uh, and. Let us know your thoughts. And if you want to be a representative of, of one of the boroughs of Scott Cast, uh, throw your hat in the ring. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. Did you know throw your hat in the ring originates with P.T. Barnum? Makes sense. Yeah. It, uh, like, it used, like, there was, like, a very specific date where, uh, where, where the ring is one of the three rings of his circus, and uh, there is a representative... And like they were talking politics or something like that, and then there was an election going up. And in order to get attention and uh, get everyone paying attention and like announce his candidacy, 
He literally threw his hat in the ring, stopped the show, and went up there and said, I am running for this. And that's where it comes from. Cool. So I know the music I'm using for <laughs> for this Scottcast episode now. So how do you think? How do you feel? Scottcast City, do you think do you think we can make this a utopia? We've got the shovel ready. Yeah, I mean, there's lots to think about, but I think we're, uh, again, we're, we're pretty open to ideas as long as you read books. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah read books, uh, research, and, and, and be ready to change your mind. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter where you change your mind to, as long as you're changing your mind and, uh, and, and not being an idiot about it. There you go. You know? So, with that said, uh, visit the scottcast.us shop and, and help fund Scottcast City with one of our most amazing quality products you can get. You can get a Scottcast hat. You can get a Scottcast shirt. And there's going to be more products added uh, all the time. Uh, visit audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast and sign up. Um, and be sure to tell your friends about episode 41, the best of episode. And get them onto the Scottcast Dole. We gotta populate Scottcast City with the best people, and the best people are the people who who know current Scottcastigators. Because I want to make this a community. I want to make this a tight knit community of friends and, and and thoughtful people, and people who want to see turkey dinosaurs eviscerate other populations, Mad Max style. Yeah, I think that'll be a great, that'll be a fun time to spend the next couple thousand years of my life. So, uh, all right. Uh, See you guys next week. Next episode, me and David are going to go into an isolation chamber, possibly nude. Alrighty, see you later, Scott Castigators. Uh-huh.